Good morning, it's Robert Affalter and this is the Robert Affalter Show and we're once again doing the morning drive. It is Saturday and I'm heading into Blaine. I'm going to check on my mother. Got a call about 2 o'clock in the morning that she'd had a fall and the fire department wound up calling me <laughs> telling me they thought she was okay but wanted to ask me a few questions about her medical condition so we went through that a little bit and I just talked to her and I think she's fine, but I'm going to go check on her this morning. And then I just texted my chiropractor because I still have a sore neck this morning. <laughs> and I'm going to get in and see him and maybe check each other again today. So that's how my day's starting out. And we have a smoky day in Blaine. I took a picture and posted it to Facebook. And the picture is of the sun. And you can barely see the sun through the smoke. It's like a bad day in Los Angeles used to be. I've never was never there on a bad day, but the pictures I've seen <laughs> were very similar to the picture I took today. So we've got a very, I guess, smoggy, smoky day and trying to figure out what we're going to do with our day. My children have called this morning. We were going to plan on a family get-together. My wife's birthday was this week, and... We were planning a family get-together, and we postponed that because we're thinking it's probably not a good idea to be out in the smoke any more than we have to be or to have the babies out in the smoke. So we're rethinking what we're going to do today. One of the things I want to talk about today is desire. What is it that you really desire to do? And I was talking with my mastermind partner about it, and he's got certain things that he enjoys doing. And uh, the things that he enjoys doing doesn't seem to include his wife. And that all works out fine if you've both got things you enjoy doing and you still enjoy doing some things together. But if you have nothing that you enjoy doing together, then why are you even together? <laughs> that becomes, I think, a problem with many marriages. If you don't have anything that you enjoy doing together, if you don't spend time together, then you're not really together. You may be cohabitating, but it's uh, really not much different than like living with somebody when I was in college. You know, you're just sharing a residence. And maybe you share a few meals. And that can be good if you even enjoy just sharing a few meals. But if you notice, if you're getting to the point where you don't enjoy each other's company, then that's kind of sad. You've allowed your marriage to become kind of sad. <laughs> so, time to rethink. And you got to decide what it is you really desire. Do you desire to have a happy life with your spouse, or do you decide that you don't want to be married, or you're just going to cohabitate, or, you know, what? what's going on? But the other thing is having a desire so that you enjoy your life as you get older. And where my mother is now, it's uh, she's in a independent living so that she can still come and go. But she's also on the grade up so that she's getting some assistance. And the challenge becomes as we get older, as our faculties begin to reduce, to keep up an interest in things. And it's a challenge. 
and it's a challenge because we don't really feel like doing too much. If you don't feel like doing anything, then you tend to just sit around, and the more you sit around, the less you feel like you can do, and it becomes a vicious cycle. So keeping your desire up, your desire to go do things, and part of this with my mother, my mother liked coming into my office and helping me. And as her faculties have become reduced, there's been less and less that she could actually do, but she still had the desire to come in and help me. She wants to help people. And this whole COVID pandemic shut her down and made her stay home. And now she's still not supposed to really leave the building. They're letting me come and go, but I have to check in. You know, I think I'm getting a little bit of privilege as a doctor and checking on my mother. So I'm considered essential care. But I check in every morning and I get my temperature taken and I complete the survey that, you know, I haven't been around anybody that's been known to have COVID. So those kind of things. I get a series of questions that I fill out. But she's not supposed to leave. And we sneak off and get lunch, but we're not going into any place to get lunch. We're following the rules as best I can and still try to keep her involved to some extent so that she's still got some kind of a life. And many of the people there don't have that. They're locked, almost locked in their rooms. I mean, they can get out and walk the halls a little bit, but even that was being discouraged. Like if, as long as you're wearing a mask, my mother's walked the halls, and I don't think anybody's told her to go home. But of course, she's supposed to be wearing the mask. And they can't get together. One of the advantages of being in this care place was they'd all get together for meals. And they're talking about opening that up again pretty soon so that they can all get together for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But they haven't been able to do that since maybe February, at least March. And that was one of the big benefits to be in there was you got to have somebody to sit and enjoy their company while you had a meal. And that was something that you could look forward to. And when you don't have that, then that's one less desire that you've got. I saw a picture of somebody in a nursing home. They were talking about the toll that COVID and the quarantine is taking on these people. And I didn't read the article, but to some extent, I almost think it's better if you're in a nursing home because you don't feel like even getting out of bed. So that as long as you have staff that are coming and taking care of you, when you're really sick, you just don't even feel like moving. If you've ever been really sick, if you've had like flu or something, you just don't even feel like getting out of bed. That's way different than feeling pretty good and not being able to do anything. I often think about when I was a child, and I can remember asking my mother, what can we do? What is there to do? And it seems to be our basic nature to want to do something, to have experiences. And we're always trying to think of things to do. And as I've talked about the game of life, and we continue to create games, so we have some entertainment, something to do having an experience. And when we take that away from people, when we cause people to lose their jobs and be quarantined and stay at home, 
we lose a big part of that desire to do things. I mean, I guess we still have the desire, but we're forced into not accomplishing your desires, which becomes a frustration. And that frustration is going to erupt eventually into behaviors that probably aren't good. And I think that's, to some extent, part of what we're seeing with different rallies around the country or protests or rioting. We're seeing people that just want to have something to do. But it gets back to that desire. We have the desire to do things, or we should have a desire to do things, and when that desire is frustrated, if we can't accomplish our desires, that becomes a problem for us emotionally. But back to this with my mother, as we begin to age, what kinds of things can we do and what desires can we maintain? And if we desire to be healthy and, and active, then part of that is continuing to use that activity, to take walks, to do the things that help increase our strength. And it's walking and exercise, and walking is one of the best exercises, really. You don't have to be a runner, and you don't have to go to the gym, and all those things may be fine, but as you get up into your 80s, just walking can be great. And a physical therapist was in when my mother was just got out of the hospital a couple of weeks ago, and he was saying the same thing, just walking. The other thing he had her practicing was getting up out of a chair, getting her strength back up. Was, she was having difficulty just getting up out of a chair, and she's got a chair that will lift up and help her out. But even that was becoming difficult. So she did need to do some exercise. But it's the exercise and the appreciating what you can do. And when we're forced not to do anything, it's difficult to maintain that appreciation. Now, how does that apply to the younger people? To those of us who aren't in our 80s, what are our desires? Is your desire to make money? Do you have fun playing the game with money? Some people do. Some people just devote their life to playing games with money and see if they can increase their holdings. And they don't have any objective. They're, they're going to use the money for any purpose. It's just like playing Monopoly. It's really not that different. Or playing any other game where you're gaining points. I used to like Truth or Consequences when Bob Barker was the person running the show and you get points if you answered I don't exactly remember how it worked but as you went along you'd get points and I remember Bob would ask a contestant well you know you've got 100 points what are you going to do with them <laughs> which was a fun question because what were you going to do with them you couldn't do anything with them well it's similar to monopoly money if you win at monopoly and you get the play money what are you going to do with it you can't do anything with it you can't buy anything with it it isn't worth anything that's really not that different than people who work and work and play the game and create a lot of money. But 
they've got a big bank account and they don't have any desire to do anything with the money. So all it was was a game. It was just a game to see how much they could accumulate. And that's all fine, but recognize that that's what you're doing. And when you die and you've accumulated all this money and it goes to wherever you choose it to go to, if you think to have a will, some people won't even think to do that, but if you think to have a will, was that your goal? Did you lead a life well lived? Did you have a life well lived? Will you be happy that you lived that life? And for me, that wouldn't be true. I enjoy my relationships. I had a lot of fun with my wife on her birthday when we went hiking in the mountain. I enjoy being around my children and helping them do things. And I enjoy the game with money as well, but the game with money isn't as big to me as the other things. Sitting quietly with, in meditation, having that relationship, what is that worth to you? I talked, maybe it was yesterday, I talked about allowing something to lead your life and looking for the coincidences in life. <laughs> I had a, a fun one yesterday. I went to go back to the office after lunch and I park in a parking space that's got a meter and it's a quarter for an hour. So I, I keep quarters in my car. And at five o'clock, I don't have to pay for the meter anymore. So what I do is I just put in enough quarters, you know, to get me by till five o'clock. If I think, if I'm gonna be that late. Anyway, I decided I was gonna be that late and I didn't have any change. I'd use other, my other smaller coins for something else just to reduce the size of my coin purse that I keep in my pocket. So anyway, I pulled up and went to get out of the car. I'm trying to decide whether I'm just going to put in the extra quarter because it was about quarter till three, I guess it was. And opened the car door and there was a nickel. The nickel was on the pavement. So I picked it up and had to smile at the coincidence because with that nickel, by the time I got to the meter, it was 12 till and they gave me 12 minutes. So the nickel gave me 12 minutes and then I put in two quarters to get me to five o'clock. And, you know, some people wouldn't even stoop over to pick up that nickel. Some people wouldn't have even seen the coincidence. But I not only picked it up, I put it in the meter, saw that it gave me 12 minutes, looked at my watch and had to smile as it was exactly 12 minutes till three. Put in my other two quarters and I was good till five. Now, so what did I do? Save 20 cents. That wasn't the big deal. The big deal was the demonstration, seeing, seeing the coincidence in life. I'm watching how I've been led to have certain experiences and, and enjoying the journey. And oftentimes we just fail to enjoy the journey. And it's tougher when you got a sore neck like I've got. <laughs> but maybe I've got the sore neck because I've been talking about enjoying this in spite of how you feel. And uh, now I've got to demonstrate that I can do it. 
On the other hand, I'm not really accepting this either. I'm doing what I can to feel better. You've got my appointment with my chiropractor a little afternoon today. And I'm going to make up a device to stretch my neck a little bit and see if I can improve my discs. So you don't have to just accept what comes, but you have to look at, okay, what is it I'm going to do about it? What am I supposed to be doing about it? And it's been interesting for me as well because I've got a patient with a similar problem to what I'm having, similar pain to what I'm going through. And it hadn't even occurred to me to use a traction device or give her a traction device. So I ordered one yesterday and thought, well, this will be great. Now I can use it and she can use it as well. And we'll see if we both get better. And again, might be a situation where I've been led to help somebody else by getting a similar problem so that I would think of the solution. And we'll see if that works out. By the way, I've talked about my boat needing a part. And I went yesterday and asked about the part at the at a Lummi Fishery Supply, LFS. And person told me, the person behind the counter said, looked it up, and he said, well, here's the part number, but we don't have it, but we, we'd have to order it. So I was trying to get it right away, and he recommended that I go down, just down the street to a, a place that is actually a um, registered dealer, I guess, for the type of motor that I've got. It's, um, well, now the name escapes me, Volvo. It's a Volvo motor, and they're a Volvo dealer. So they'll have the parts. I went down to talk with them and they didn't have that particular part number. So they had to look up the part number again or had to find the part and give me a different part number. So anyway, they didn't have it either. So they said it'd be three to five days and maybe I could find one in Seattle and get it in a day. But at least they gave me the part number. So I went back to LFS to see how long it was going to take them to get it and got a different person. And this person said, well, they had that part number but it was in their warehouse. I'd have to go to the warehouse to get it. So I thought, great, I'll just go to the warehouse to get it. And it was half the price it was going to be if I got it from the dealer. So I went, I paid for it, went to the warehouse and got it. And of course, as it turns out, it wasn't the right part. It didn't have a screw hole where I needed it so that I could screw it to the engine. So I went back to the store and they returned my money. So this is my third trip to LFS. And, oh, what was interesting is I left the distribution center and saw that I had the wrong part. I realized that I really didn't have time to take it back and return it at the store. Because and I, I had an appointment at 2.45 with a colleague. We were going to check each other. So I was trying to decide what to do. And just at the while I'm trying to decide which way to go, whether to go to my office or go the other direction, back to the store realizing I didn't have time really I was just going to go back to my office I knew I didn't have time I get a text from my colleague saying that she's running 15 minutes late and again it was the perfect synchronicity so I went to LFS got my money back for the part went back to my office saw the nickel <laughs> enjoyed that coincidence Walked to my office, realized when I got to my office that I had forgotten the, the sheet of paper 
that had the part number on it, so I couldn't call in because that was my next step. I was going to call the parts place and get this part ordered. But I looked at my watch and I still had a few minutes till three and my colleague wasn't there yet. So I started walking back to my car, got the sheet of paper and got back. And I was still back before she made it to my office and I had the part ordered. So she was running late enough that everything worked out to my advantage. I got everything done that I wanted to do, even though it didn't happen in quite the order that I was hoping. I mean, ideally, right? Ideally, I'd have gone and just got the part, the right one, first time, everything would be great. But at least in my life, that's not really the way it works. <laughs> On the other hand, there are people, I know people, who would be swearing that they got the wrong part and they'd be upset. I, you know, I got the wrong part, and now everything goes bad, blah, blah, blah. And they're tough to be around. <laughs> At least I don't enjoy that. And they just fa fail to see, in spite of all these things that don't go right, the few things that do go right and work to your favor. And as I've been talking about, I think that's fantastic. If you can see the things that are actually working in your favor in spite of all the struggles that you're going through. I had another one, another one last night was um, when I was at LFS to return the part. I remembered that my son had said, well, get some more crab bait. So we were planning to go crabbing. So I remembered the third trip in to get crab bait. So I grabbed the crab bait and I asked him to wrap it in another plastic bag. So what crab bait is, it's just where the fish, the salmon, have been filleted. We buy the spines, just the leftovers, the spines and the heads, and we use that for crab bait. So it's all frozen in a bag. Well, it wasn't going to be frozen in my trunk because I was buying it at like 2.30. So I asked them to bag it. So they bagged it and I put it in my trunk. Unfortunately, I had a piece of sheet metal in the trunk, so it was going to be line on that and wouldn't be right against the carpet in the trunk and got home last night and first we'd gone to my son and daughter-in-law's for dinner had dinner and got home last night I'd forgotten all about the bait and I was unloading my car and I remembered that I had pears in the trunk for, so for some reason I remembered the pears, so I opened the trunk and then I whoa, I'm glad I thought of the pears because I've also got that bait and it was going to make an awful smell by the time it had all thawed if I left it in my trunk. So there's another example of a, a coincidence that I was terrifically happy I had caught. And my whole, my whole day actually was like that. Anyway, look for the coincidence, the synchronicity, the things that come together in your life and really appreciate it. And the more you look for it, I think the happier you'll be. And as my friend says, it's the key to this is just to be delighted, to see what happens and be delighted with gratitude and what's really happening in your life. All right, that's it for today. I'm back in Bellingham. Have a great day. Robert Affalter signing off, and thanks for listening.